Hi, and welcome to today's podcast. This is Michael Becchio with Brilliant Perspectives. Join us as we explore what it means to live in a place of rest and to practice that rest as a lifestyle. Rest is something that's become a cornerstone message for Graham, and it ties into Graham's ongoing assertion that God is the kindest person he's ever met, a perspective that is freeing, continuously refreshing, and full of power. Enjoy. So I want to talk to you this morning about something that's really dear to uh, my own heart and actually has been a real um, foundation for me in um, over 30 years of, uh, of ministry. And um, <clears throat> if you aspire to be on uh, the battlefield in the clash between two kingdoms, which to me, I don't know that there's any point in being anywhere else. Um, But if you really aspire to be in the fight, um, then you need to learn this particular discipline. I mean, you need to learn it anyway as a source for life. Uh, But I want to talk to you about resting in the Lord. And um, so I want to talk to you in the first part of our session today about just how rest is a major part of our renewal. And and let me start by um, just saying something general about um, how God thinks and does things. When he says or does something for the first time, he sets a precedent. He's very ordered in his thinking. Um, He, uh, you know, as befits a creator... He's always thinking sequentially out from himself, outside the box. And he's very deliberate and he's extremely intentional. So whenever he does or says anything for the first time, he always sets a precedent. And by that precedent, you know him forever. So the first time like he comes to you and reveals a part of who he is to you, that very first thing, what he's saying is, This is yours forever. I will always be like this for you. Whenever he says or does anything for the first time, he's creating a precedent. He's saying, this is who I am. This is who I will always be. And he may change it later, but only to improve on it and only to increase the blessing that comes out of it. So... If he changes the precedent, it's because the power of the former now becomes a stepping stone to reveal and establish the latter. So, for example, everything that he did in the Old Testament, now, when it was just the, it wasn't an Old Testament then, it was a testament. It was the covenant. It only became the Old Covenant when the new one came. Yeah? So when he originally made that covenant, everything he was was in it. And anybody inside that covenant knew specifically all the blessings, all the requirements of living in that covenant space with God. And when Jesus comes along, he changed all of that. That's why in Matthew 5, the, the phrase you see most common is, you have heard it said, but now I say. 
And what he's doing is he's saying, now the covenant that you've previously been in is now an old covenant. I am here to bring a new covenant. Yeah? So some of the practices and so on that are in the old covenant don't make it into the new one. Yeah? So the new one is a much more extended, deeper, and more profound version. And of course, the major difference in the covenants is the old covenant was for people who had God coming upon them. The new covenant is for people who have God living within them. Yeah? So there are a whole different set of principles and values that are augmented and expanded in the new covenant. So the Old Testament now becomes a covenant of types and symbols that reveal the immensity of the new covenant. The Old Testament was a bona fide covenant for those who were in it to embrace the Lord. But the precedent of the new covenant now overshadows and releases the old one and introduces something greater and much more profound. So now everything that's coming out of the Old Testament has to actually pass through the teachings of the New Covenant in order that it actually is compatible with the New Testament. So things that don't make it into the New Testament are um, curses and penalties. Yeah? Um, so that whatever in the Old Testament, God talks about if you disobey, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this in a little more detail, if you disobey, then there are, cursed will be you, cursed will be the ground, and so on and so forth. And it details out what the penalties are. Well, in the New Testament, there are no curses and penalties. Because Jesus became a curse for our sake, and he paid the price for sin. He paid the penalty for sin. So all curses and consequences, all curses and penalties are done away in Christ. So now, in the Old Testament, what was once a curse and a penalty, in the New Testament, becomes a consequence. There is no judgment upon us because Jesus took away all judgment, but there are consequences for our actions. We reap what we sow. So reaping what you sow makes it through the New Testament cutoff. Yeah? So now there's no judgment upon us, but we will reap what we sow. Yeah? So... Um, if you say something rotten and unkind to someone, as sure as eggs are eggs, at some point in your life, someone's going to say something horrible and unkind to you. You will reap what you sow. Yeah? So now we're learning to be sensible from a great heart space. Yeah? You don't want stuff. You want to make sure that anything that you do and anything that you say comes back to you really well. Because yeah. you don't want the other stuff coming back. And sometimes, you know, we should check out our lives right now. And if someone's being horrible or saying something, maybe you need to check yourself and think, hmm, is this a consequence of something? Yeah? So uh, it's good to pay attention, yeah? So we see this precedent in the, in the Old Testament, New Covenant, particularly in the area of resting in the Lord, which um, actually was the very first thing that God ever did in terms of his relationship with man was he introduced rest. So if we look at um, Genesis chapter 2, we find on the sixth day that God made man 
And on the seventh day, God rested. So man's first day as a created being was a day of rest. So the very first thing that God introduced into his relationship with man was the capacity to be at rest. Yeah? He did all the work. Man entered into the rest and the fruits of it. And what's true in the Old Testament in terms of creation is absolutely true in the New Testament in terms of salvation. God does all the work in Christ, and we enter into the finished work of the Lord Jesus. Yeah? So we live in God. Our primary place of relationship with God is not actually just in love. It's actually in rest and love. So the primary part of your relationship is peace. It's the permission and the power to be at peace. To view all of life from a place of rest, from a place of assurance, from a place of confidence. To literally live a life that is calm and untroubled. Rest. I don't know about you, but I think that's worth listening to more than once. <laughs> There's some real richness here. Understand that as a believer, you have access to a God who has ordained rest for you under the new covenant in Christ. Understand that rest is your birthright. Understand that the living God has given you a deep capacity to rest in Him. Rest is a gift. Rest is a blessing. Rest is a benediction from God. It's a space He set aside for you somewhere that He wants you to enter into consistently, to acknowledge, to delight in, to rejoice in and give thanks, to make it your space, make it your home, make it your habitation. Rest isn't something that we're meant to just have occasionally when we really need it or when we feel really worn down, lots of tension or overwhelm. Rest is that consistent, steady place that we remain in in Christ, that we abide in with Him because God has done it all he has taken care of us. He has set every promise and every good thing before us in Christ. And it's his faithfulness, as it says in Psalm 91, that's our shield and rampart. God has gone before us. He is already for you and has gone before you to prepare the way. Rest is yours to enjoy. So take advantage of it. There's more of this teaching. You can download a copy of The Practice of Rest on our store. Or you can grab our collection on this topic called The Rest Bundle. This collection pairs Graham's teachings on prayer and rest into a powerhouse message that can impact your daily life through tried and true practices of prayer, peace, and rest in the Lord. I'll add links for these in the description of the episode. And thank you for listening today. Be blessed this week by the radical love of Jesus and rest in the goodness of God.